Hey everyone, this is Robin Ford, and I'd like to thank my good friend and great guitarist, Bruce Foreman, for inviting me to uh, offer a little something on what I'm doing uh, here on Guitar Wank. I, uh, I live in Nashville, Tennessee, many of you may know, and um, interesting times, but uh, I have been able to be creative during this period. Um, in particular, just before the beginning of the year, I uh, began and a little later finished a project on a guitar player named Daniel Donato that I'm very proud of. Uh, the name of the record is A Young Man's Country. And I would ask you to check out Daniel Donato because I think you'll be pleased. This guy's a great guitar player and a wonderful presenter of songs, mostly original material. Um, I uh, am right now myself recording a new album, which uh, is a blast for me, allowing me to be creative and... Uh, actually get out of the house. <laughs> I am indeed going to studios and um, also working more in one particular place, Purple House Studio, which is where I, I cut my last album entitled Purple House with my co-producer Casey Wozner. And uh, that is coming along great. It's an instrumental record, which will surprise some people, but uh, you know, it's the first instrumental record I've made on my own in quite some time. Uh, indeed, Bill Evans, the great tenor saxophone player, and I recorded at the very beginning of the year uh, a new instrumental album that, uh, due to COVID, once again, these things are taking some time to come out and probably won't be out until early next year. Uh, I'll certainly keep people posted on Facebook and on Instagram. On Instagram, uh, you can even see some of what we're doing. Uh, we're shooting video and posting it uh, um, of our work in the studio, which I think should be kind of a blast for people. Uh, also, I'm constantly uh, adding to the Robin Ford Guitar Dojo channel hosted by TrueFire on the TrueFire platform uh, where there's a lot of extra material there beyond it, but uh, a new lesson for beginning and intermediate students comes up every week. And it's a subscription-based platform. It's only $15 for not only four lessons a month, but uh, and access to both beginning and intermediate for both beginning and intermediate. Um, you can uh, enjoy a lot of material there. So that's the main things that I'm up to these days. Uh, really happy to get this opportunity to present this uh, to you. I want to thank Bruce Foreman and Guitar Wank once again for the invitation. And Bruce and I will do something live before too long as well. So thank you very much. Hope everyone is staying well and safe. Bye-bye. G'day, mates. Welcome to another Guitar Wank episode. Thank you, Robin Ford. Woo. Love Robin Ford. What a badass. Badass motherfucker. Love Robin Ford. Uh, Got to get him back on the show. Definitely want to hear more about this uh, instrumental album, The Man Is On. And uh, also the Danny Donato album he did. Check out Danny. He's a great player. 
So, yeah, we'll have to make that happen. More pizza and scotch. That was, that was a good episode. If you haven't heard that episode, go back to the archives and uh, go to the website, guitarwank.com. You can search for who was on the show. Type in Robin Ford under podcast. You'll see a little search window. You can search the episode. It'll come up and then you can listen to the episode. Technology blows my mind every day. Uh, all right, what else we got going? And while you're at guitarwank.com, check out Patreon account. You sign up, you get the Guitar Wank minutes. Bruce Foreman gives you a minute of information that will last a lifetime. I believe he's up to Guitar Wank minute number 19 or 20. So we've got a lot of great lessons for you free bruce just giving you videos baby guitar wank minute and uh, on patreon and it keeps us off the streets we don't get paid on this show i mean i should say i don't get paid on this show bruce and scott that's another story but uh yeah so this is charity and uh these are hours of my life i will never get back hence i'm passing that on to you these are hours of your life you will never get back either so don't complain motherfuckers uh but leave reviews like that lovely man did about me ranting and always saying the episode number which by the way is episode 230 just for those people who want to know the episode, this is 230. 230 episodes this is. Just for that gentleman out there who left that lovely review. Uh, I don't want to rant any longer than what I should, but just wanted to let you know this is episode 230. Just just letting you know, mate. Okay? I mean, you have got a fast-forward button, but, you know, don't use it because this is episode 230. All right. I think I've made my piece there. Okay, so this is a continuation of uh, The Hang the Other Week with Danny Rabin. Uh, We we finished with Danny and uh, Bruce, Scott and I got to catch up. So this is our hang. So sit back and enjoy that being episode 230. Uh, What else we got going on? We got Leland Sklar coming up. That was a fantastic hand. What a great, great man. Love Leland. What an awesome bloke. Uh, So we've got some really fun stuff coming up for you guys. So sit back. If you haven't used the fast forward button, you are still with me. Relax. Take a deep breath. Just enjoy it. Sit back and enjoy this episode 230 that we specifically put together for you guys. Everything is fine in the world. Everything is wonderful. All is good. Okay. All right. You ready? All right. Be safe. Push-ups. Do 10 a day. That's all I'm saying. Uh, And we'll see you guys all next week. And remember, if you have a product or an album or something you want to sell to musicians, we are the show. Contact us at guitarwank at gmail.com. All right. I've ranted enough. I think I've made my point. Episode 230. Just saying. I think yesterday... Bass player for Tower of Power, man. How did yeah. he die? I, he's been having health problems for a long time. I don't know how, but he's been he's been 
He's been hospitalized for, for, a, for off and on for many years, and now he finally died. Oh, man, that's What a fucking great bass player, man. So we lost Helen Reddy. Was it what's his name, Bruce Mac Dave? Mac Davis. It is Mac Davis. I listened to him on a podcast with Richard Marks. Yeah. He's a, and Ro- Rocco Prestia. And Rocco Prestia, amazing man. Fucking sad. All the all the good ones are gone, man. There's so many people I want to die. <laughs> yeah, most of them in Trump's administration. <laughs> okay, um, you can start. How are you guys? How are Good. we surviving? <laughs> Did you start rolling? I started. Well, hello, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> How are we surviving well, the COVID, the crazy land we live in? Doing a lot of dog walking. Yeah. Right. That's it, man. Same old. Watching TV. Watching the watching that shit show of a debate last night. Wow. Yeah. That was, well, um, you know what? The good news is, is that the committee for presidential debates, they are putting in a bunch of new rules and new gimmicks. Probably one of them is going to be microphone muting. So, <laughs> so the next time, I don't think it's going to be quite a free for all. I, I think next time, I, you know, it won't be so crazy. I hear, I hear Guitar Wank is going to start having some new rules, too. <laughs> <laughs> Microphone muting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Scott Henderson <laughs> muting, Bruce Foreman muting. Yeah, I, I, as I said, Scott, you've had your two minutes, sir. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. My two right, minutes are over. I'm like a mediator. Hey, man, that was some out shit. You know, the thing is, I felt so sorry for, for well, first of all, for Biden, who, like, he could either totally go off on Trump like Trump did on him and look just as unpresidential or he could kind of try to maintain some dignity but look weak. So it was kind of a no-win situation for that poor guy. And then Chris Wallace, <laughs> I mean, what was he going to do? I mean, can you imagine you're hosting the President of the United States and probably the only way to get that whole thing under the control would been have to stand up and scream at the top of your lungs and say, I don't care if you're the President or if you're God, or you got to shut the fuck up. <laughs> I wish someone had done that. <laughs> I mean, there was just no hope. And the thing is, is it started from note one. <laughs> from the first note, it was already a 12. It was tough to watch, man. It was tough to watch. You know, the only thing that got me through it was Angela. Because Angela was screaming, laughing the whole time <laughs> and, and making the funniest comments. And I was like, thank goodness I'm watching it with her. Otherwise, I don't think I could have made it through it by myself. Yeah, I screamed at, I screamed at the TV all night. It wasn't, it wasn't good for my stress levels. <laughs> it's crazy. Fucking A. Well, I, watched, I watched five minutes of it and I, and I, I got like a stomach ache and I turned it off <laughs> and then I'd recorded it. So today I watched it again and it was a lot better kind of knowing what I was going to see and oh, then watching yeah. it again. Wow. It, was, it, it wasn't so distressing, you know, it just didn't hurt as bad as, <laughs> as it was the night before. I, I mean, think it was just the whole idea. This is the whole idea of this where we are now you know yeah you know i mean what was sad is that i went to it thinking that it was going to really be a debate like all the other debates yeah (laughs) and so i was really like waiting for 
to be informed about some things that were going to happen to help us in the future. And I left the debate being, seems like I know less. I started watching it. Right, right. I mean, one guy's got to give you the reason why he should do another four years, and the other guy's got to give you the reason why he should get a chance, you know, and, uh, and we didn't get any of that. No, and, and yeah, it was like the part that America was waiting for were the answers that we never got. Right. <laughs> so, like, all, I, all I know now is a so lot of stupid. people are moving to Canada. <laughs> yeah. They won't take us. <laughs> yeah, they won't take us. A lot of people are trying and getting denied. Oh, my God. I can't even well, go home. Hopefully, the next time they say they're going to fix it and they say they're going to have all these tools, you know what? They might debate on in different cities. <laughs> they might debate over Zoom. <laughs> That'll be fucked up. And then that way they can't interrupt each other, some shit well, no, like that. Then it's worse because there's that delay and you're, oh, you're talking over people anyways. It's I a don't fucking, know. But you know, you know what? You don't have me laughing is the lady on CNN. I made a post about it on Facebook because I found this news segment where the two CNN anchors were talking about it. And the one CNN anchor, this lady who's been on CNN for a long time, she called it a shit show on the air. I saw that. You saw that? (laughs) And she said, I'm sorry for my vulgarity, but I just don't know another word that fits. (laughs) And and my my opinion is... It's, it's that denigrates both show and shit. Because, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I mean, like, after you take a shit, you feel better. And after this, I didn't feel better. <laughs> you know, the, the vice president and Kamala, that's going to be interesting. And that'll probably we'll all walk away thinking, oh, my God, these two should be running for president, maybe. I believe that's what we will probably be thinking. You know, because... Co- Camilla Harris is sh- she's sharp. Yeah, she's yeah, she's real quick. You know the the thing about Biden is even though you know I kind of like the guy, he's got the thing where he stutters and you know he gets flustered, and and he does look kind of old, you know. So you kind of feel sorry for him sometimes. Where and of course Trump, he's the guy you love to hate. So uh, you know it's different with Pence and 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 um. Camilla because they're going to... Well, hold it. Can they actually do it? Because Pence doesn't can't be in a room with another woman without his wife there. Well, his wife's no, going to no, stand no, by his side alone, for the whole debate. Alone. alone. Oh, okay. It's alone. But there'll be moderator there. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> so, Fucking so cool. I, I, I think it's going to be way more civil and, and way more intelligent. Of course. Yeah, I mean, yeah. two different kinds of people, you can't go. You can't go anywhere but up now. Yeah, yeah but there's different kinds of people. Yeah, but it's still gonna. It's you know we're in a new world of basically everybody's trying to get the other guy. No one's really cares about making the world better. You know what I mean? That's really what it's all about. It's a game. You know what I mean? And that's that's partly because we 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 hire lawyers to be politicians, and that's their job is to be, you know, like good arguers and like win their argument. They're, you know, the idea of a lawyer is just to get win the thing for your client. You know what I mean? Yeah. We need musicians running the country, actually, people who know how to work together. You know what I mean? And, and like try to make good music together. Well, how Clinton you know was a I musician. Mean? Well, <laughs> well, and Bill Clinton had the cigar thing going on with Monica's, another thing musicians do. So, uh, you, know. you know, yeah, there you go. 
You know, I, I actually do think that Biden is a good hearted person. I really oh, do. For sure, I, man. I, I, I just guy. think that and I like the way he kept pointing at the camera and saying, this isn't about him or this isn't about me. This is about you, the American people. And he kept bringing it back to that. But he couldn't get a foothold because he kept being interrupted every five <laughs> seconds. So <laughs> whatever. It's tough Maybe times, I'll have a better man. chance next time. I know the feeling. But <laughs> I don't interrupt you, dumbass. <laughs> yeah, I feel like Chris Wallace every time we do one of these fucking shows. <laughs> well, I hope I'm not like that. I hope I'm not the Trump of this show. <laughs> You know, when, when you just get three people together, one of them's got to be. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to shut up from now on. <laughs> I can hear anything from me except for, for my Tennessee guy. You might hear from him. <laughs> so has everybody gotten their hair cut since this COVID thing happened? No. I shaved nah. my beard. What about your hair? Your hair looks like you've cut your hair, Troy. Come on. No, oh, at the back. I, got, I had a little trim at the front. Just Sarah did it. Okay. But did you go? Did, did your your did your wife do it or did you? No, uh, my, my missus did it. She did it about a month uh, ago. Looks like uh, your six year old did it. Yeah. Well. Yeah. It's true. So I've still got hair up top, but I'm getting a mullet in the back, and it's just every time I wear a cap now, I have to tuck in all the sides because I just have this big bushy thing at the sides, like I'm wearing a wig. You got a crusty the clown thing going on. <laughs> How about you, Scott? You getting your hair done? No, I just my hair just is just so stupid that it just <laughs> it's just horrible. No matter what you do to it, it doesn't ma- make any difference. Oh, but but you're not. You haven't. You haven't. I mean, to me, this is my protest. No, I'm not touching the hair till we go back to work. No, I don't have anything to do with my hair until. But it's you know, finally do- gotten long enough now, so that like I can go without a hat. You could do a comb over. You know, I, do, uh, I have been for 30 years. Um, <laughs> oh, there you go. Uh, but, now, but now that I'm old, it grows in my ears and my nose, so I'm combing <laughs> the hair from my nose over. That's really, that's really good. Uh, but, I actually do get my hair relaxed every, like, four or five months. Okay. Oh, yeah. So I, it won't like, be like a giant afro. Is that like a shrink? You go to like an anxiety guy? and Yeah, like, you go to a shrink and he relaxes your hair. And, and actually what it basically does, it, it makes gravity work on your hair. Oh, okay. So Is that it, it like goes down ending? instead of going yes. out. Scott, have you, you ever done... You get a happy ending with that? Huh? You get a happy ending with that? <laughs> I wish. <laughs> Scott, have you ever done a DNA test? No. You, maybe you should. Do you... Are you... you could be half African American. I guess it's well. If you look at those pictures from the seventies, you might want to say that for sure, right? Well, I mean, where does a white guy get hair like that? I don't know. I mean, that's Have a good you, question. You ever, you ever thought about doing Twenty Three and Me? You should do it, dude. What's I just that? did it. Twenty Three and Me. I just did it and found out I'm more amazing than I thought I was. What's Twenty yeah. Three and Me? Did your parents have to say they're sorry? (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty much it. No, 23andMe, they'll send you a test kit and you do a DNA swab and you send it to them and they will do your DNA test and test and and tell you basically where you, you come from, what part, your ancestors and your family tree, and it goes right back. So I've got... You know, Irish and English way back, and then it goes. I've got a little bit of Scandinavian and a little bit of this and that. It breaks it all down percentage wise. It's really interesting. Oh, wow. It's pretty cool. 
Well, I'm pretty sure I'm Irish Catholic. How does Irish Catholic have hair like that? <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Irish Catholic. <laughs> Man. But I'm definitely Catholic. Everybody knows that. Oh, <laughs> so, hey, for everybody that's listening, we're going to have some amazing future guests coming up. Leland Sklar, the one of the most famous studio bass players in the world is going to be on our show. And Adam Rogers, a great jazz guitar player from New York, has played with a lot of people that everybody's heard of and a wonderful player. So we're going to have some cool guests coming up. Is Leland the first bass player we've had on the show? I think so. Wow. No, 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 we've had bass player. Who? Who? (laughs) We have, I think we had somebody. I don't think we have. Well, well, we de- if we haven't, we're definitely starting at the top. Oh, maybe of the heat. maybe we were supposed to, and they canceled. The last <laughs> I think that's what it's like. Yeah, they canceled. I mean, seriously, Leland is the, the top of the heap. I mean, you did not get yeah, better absolutely. than this guy. He is fucking amazing. He's played on everything, absolutely yep. everything, and stories like you. I watched his YouTube the other day. And he'll break down a song and go through a song that he played on. And it's it's seriously with everyone. He's played on everything. Mm-hmm. And he's got an amazing Facebook presence and probably been thrown <laughs> off Facebook more than anybody that we know. So <laughs> I think it, he's he's targeted. <laughs> I want to find out about all that stuff. Yeah, we've got to ask him about his Facebook stuff because that'll be really interesting. <laughs> but I'm excited I'm about that. To that. Yeah, yeah. Hey, I reached out to Alan Hines. Okay. I'd like to get Alan would be another good one, especially in the yeah. political movement. <laughs> yeah, Alan Alan is definitely is not a Trumper. <laughs> but <laughs> I I sorry just did a gig at the baked potato or something, but I did message him, but I think he hates me. Oh, did we just lose you guys? No. No. I'm still here. Oh, there you go. Why do you say hates you? No, he doesn't hate me. Sorry, I messaged him and I don't think it's coming up. On his feed, maybe he's got me blocked. <laughs> I don't know. So maybe you guys l- let him know. But it, an- I, can, I can call him. I know Al. I've known Alan. Yeah, for a give him a years, call. So. And another sure. guy that I don't know if you guys know, I'd love to have on the show. Do you know Richie Cotchen? Yeah, you know I do. You know I've met him. I yep. know he's a really good guitar player, and I've met him several times at Nam. Yep. But I don't know him that well, but I'd love to have him. I and mean, he's a great player. Oh, and then he sings like a motherfucker too. He's yeah, he's a, he's a really a good monster. musician. A great, great musician. Great player. I'm he's- still trying to get Andy Timmons too because he's also a badass. Yeah. And um, really, really good player. Um, so, yeah, we got guys. We, we got – we got guests coming out the ass, folks. <laughs> this is the episode we talk about the future episodes. As as Lukather would put it, that's how Steve Lukather would say it. We've got guests coming out the ass. <laughs> yeah, well, if, you know, if we don't see in the future, we'll see in the pasture. <laughs> <laughs> so, hello, Bruce. Tell me about you were starting a musician union up up there in the sticks. What's going on? Oh, it's kind of an interesting segue from. Uh, from our last guest, I don't know. Of course, our our listeners won't remember, but um, I, you know, basically, I'm living, you know, up in the Monterey Carmel area now. Especially since LA clubs are shut down and school is online, I can uh, live out in the country and not be in the cement bowl. You know what I mean? Where all the where all the spores are 
sporting around. You, know, you called and, me a sport. <laughs> no, I called you a sport. Uh, you know, so Clint uh, Eastwood land. Anyways, anyways, I'm up here, and you know, it's a great scene. There's a lot of great musicians that live up here, and uh, we play. But uh, you know, there was there was a kind of a soft reopening that was about to happen. Um. And there's this one promoter here. She's a woman who just really like is trying to take over the world and wants the world to think of her as like the king, you know, like the the Don King of music or something. I don't know. <laughs> the savior. And, um, and but her her mo has been throughout her time in this area has been to basically just lower the pay and lower the pay, and that was her way of you know, taking over the venues. It's like kind of walking in and just making it so musicians don't make shit and the, and the clubs make a lot of money and she's seen as this, you know, big, big whatever, muckety-muck. She's a, she's a pro player, I guess. You know, she does covers of Neil Young and Fleetwood Mac and stuff like that and strums a guitar, you know. And um, uh I just got really upset that, you know, there was a new gig coming out. We've just come out of lockdown, right? You know, and like there was a place in kind of my area to play and and the, the amount of money was so insulting. You know, in order to get a foothold, you know, and it was the same old thing. Oh, once everything's better, we'll get more, you know, which which has happened exactly no times in my <laughs> entire life. How much was and, it, Bruce? Huh? How much was the money offered? Uh, well, it was $50 for a band. For a <laughs> oh, that's not insulting. And, uh, and so... I um, have a good dinner off that gig. Yeah, and, but, you know, but you get tips. I says, oh, great, we're waiters now. We're working for less than minimum wage and we're getting tips. I mean, we're the same as waiters now. Um, wow. But... Uh, I just I just kind of called one guy who's my friend who's a great musician who lives up here. He was in L.A. for a long time. Uh, brilliant player. And uh, I just said, you know, this is happening, and I don't think we should work there. You know, I was just talking to him. I was pissed off about this woman kind of – this is a one-way, one-time for everything reopening where we can kind of like maybe, re, you know, equalize what the pay should be. I mean – I know we're. I wanted to support the restaurants too, but the truth is, is they've been open for six months selling food. You know what I mean, and doing business. I know it's not the same as when people could go into the restaurant, but they're selling food to go at outdoor patios and stuff. They're they're in business at least. We haven't worked for six months, you know, and they should be kind of helping us out. Not you know, I mean, when I go to eat dinner or buy food from them, they're not giving me a discount. You know, or they don't call me up and say, hey, come have dinner. So I just said, hey, you know, the, you know, the guys in town, the good players shouldn't do this, you know, and that's all I did. And within three hours, there was about 30 people like, yeah, yeah, we won't do that. I mean, it was like I'd started a labor movement, you know <laughs> what I mean? And all I was just doing is suggesting we really shouldn't do this. You're the you new know? Jimmy Hoffa. <laughs> exactly. I'm going to get a baseball bat and start breaking some kneecaps, baby. <laughs> and, uh, and you know, I mean, and it just started out, and, and like everybody in town is like, yeah, let's, let's not, we won't work. We won't do this. You know, we're going to, you know, and, and like, 
And I'm just saying, well, you know, shit, if we're going to work for that, then we basically have really finally sold out the young guys. And we just had a guy on who's really very entrepreneurial, and I really love what he's doing, just like we had Joe Bonamassa, who's found another way to do it. And, you know, they're taking all the risk, but they're making all the money. And I love that. This is not that. This mm. is just like local guys working gigs, you know, uh, who have other projects going probably or whatever, you know. But I mean, we also have younger guys coming up who probably need to make this money. And if we're going to sell them out just because we need to play a gig or something, you know, I just didn't want to be part of that, that, that thing. And I kind of thought we shouldn't be. Anyway, so I started uh, a movement of sorts that was really took, I mean, it was making me uncomfortable because I didn't, you know, I mean, it was kind of putting me in charge of being the spokesperson. I didn't want to go to war with anybody, you know. And you had amygdala. amygdala Anyways, it turns out the state came along and stopped us because the state has said, now this is another thing that really pisses me off. Now I'm getting into rant world here. Now I'm the, now I'm the guy that won't shut up. Uh, the state says no live music, no live music allowed because California of, state. California. Yeah. Then my Monterey County is gone with a state thing that says you can't have music. Like, I guess that's as soon as that you're going to have too many people coming or whatever. They sure don't know jazz music anyways. <laughs> it's the original social distance. But, uh, <laughs> Jazz is social distance. I know, I know. I mean, exactly. That's my point. So, meanwhile, fuck these motherfuckers. I just got to say, you, know, you, you, you want to hear why people turn into the other side, you know, and hate the government because, wait a minute, you got people sitting in, let's say, a restaurant or a wine, or a wine bar or a, or a beer garden, right? And they got waiters fucking breathing in their face. And they got other people walking by and they got or you go to a UPS store and you're talking to the person at the counter from like three feet away, two feet away. And like uh, what a band in the corner is like going to fuck something up. <laughs> They're telling us we can't work yet. Everybody else gets to fucking work. You know, that's fucked up. I mean, there are laws about how many people can be in a place and what the distance has to be and whether you got to wear a mask. I'm cool with all that. But just saying no music is like picking out, okay, people with blonde hair can't work. It's mm. the same fucking shit. Right. It's civil rights, man. This is fucking wrong. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they just decided to take a class of people that don't have a voice to fight back. And, of course, our musicians union won't do a fucking thing about it because all they want to do is represent the people that are making bank in the studios or in the symphonies you know what i mean and and it's like oh yeah just shut them down let yeah. them drive fucking uber or something fuck i know one thing man i can learn to drive uber in a week i'd like to see an uber driver learn to play the fucking <laughs> guitar in a week <laughs> i'd like to say that to you <laughs> wow uh, yeah. Okay, I'm pissed I off. I guess I'm All lucky right? I don't have a place to play in my neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you can be pissed off, Bruce. You should be pissed off. It's, yeah, you it's should be because that is bullshit. It's I mean, not about on. me. I work other places. I'm okay. You know, it's like the whole idea of the way everything in the society seems to debase music and music playing. 
Yeah. You know, now we don't have to buy CDs. We get all on Spotify and iTunes, blah, 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 blah. You know, now, oh, yeah, now we can go on Internet and YouTube and watch everybody play so we don't got to go to the gig. Now we go to the gig, the restaurant, we don't have to pay them shit. You know, they're just going to be glad to play somewhere. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing, right? Like, what the fuck is And then the state goes, well, fuck, they're the, fa- they're the problem. Yeah, we'll let everybody get together and breathe on each other, but we can't have a band in the corner. Yeah. What the fuck is this, man? <laughs> it's true. Dang, man. musicians' lives matter. <laughs> What'd you say? Musicians' lives matter. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. You did not say that. Did I say that? Oh, shit. That's a t shirt right there. I mate. apologize for that. Okay. <laughs> I didn't mean to insult or belittle anything in the world. I'm just saying. No, we know. We know. Well, we get it. It's, we, yeah. we get it. It's it's crazy times, man. It's but it's always the way, right? When the budgets are low, the first thing that goes is musicians or live well, it's music. Just entertainment. Entertainment. Entertainment yeah. is the first thing to go. Which you know? is so stupid because it's, it's, they really should it. turn it's the one that around. Thing we really need right now. Yeah, we need entertainment. Yeah. yeah. I was just reading a piece about how bad the film industry is doing right now, and all blah blah blah, and just. It it reaches into every every little corner of the entertainment world. Actors, musicians, whatever, it, everything. I mean, look. I mean, in, even if the NFL, look at those guys and look at. I mean, I just couldn't believe I was watching a football game with piped in crowd noise. Right. <laughs> it's like watching a sitcom with piped in laughter. Yeah. Okay. It's so fucking weird. Yeah, and and they and they canceled one of the games this weekend because some guys tested positive. But meanwhile, at the, the university I teach, right, they're going to bring back football. So they got a bunch of pituitary cases all breathing on each other and grabbing each other's balls, <laughs> but they won't let us fucking play music together. Are you trying to say that? grabbing there's something wrong with grabbing each other's balls no but i'm just saying one would think that you're gonna be more likely to get covid from that than you are from playing music at a only distance. if you touch your finger to your mouth after you do it though well you know they're also breathing in each other's faces while they're doing it oh that's different they're kissing you know that's of course, they have mouthpieces and face masks, but they're still kissing and hugging. That reminds me of my Baptist joke. Have I ever told my Baptist joke? <laughs> well, I think you're about to again, no matter what. Yeah, that's the one where the guy, you know, he just gets married and he asks the Baptist preacher, preacher, well, I just got married, so this means I can do my wife all kinds of ways. And the preacher goes, yeah, I mean, you're married. He says, well, can I do her doggy style? And he says, yeah, of course, you're married now. Can I do her in the bathtub? Yeah, you guys are married. It's okay. Can I do her standing up? Oh, no. No way. That could lead to dancing. (laughs) 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 All right. (laughs) I don't know if you've told that one before. Maybe you have. There's only one person who will know know. if you've told that, and that's Ulf. Ulf will know. Ulf, you will tell me. We're well past the day when every somebody has listened to every broadcast Oof. we've ever done. Ulf has listened to every episode. I think he's been through them twice, maybe Who? even three times. My friend Ulf, you know Ulf 
from Sweden. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, hey, no, they got those long nights, I guess, you know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, hey, Troy, you never asked me you what know, I was doing. Is you're married now, you're not going to get any sex anyways. That's the <laughs> fucked up thing about that joke. Uh, right. You know. Uh, you're killing it. <laughs> sorry, Danny. Sorry, Danny. He's on his honeymoon. Um, hey, Troy, you never asked me what I was doing. What would, Scott, what, what have you been doing? Nothing. <laughs> and how's that working thing for you? Worth talking about. <laughs> How how's that working for you? Yeah, it's great. <laughs> Nothing. Uh, yeah. No, you know what I have been doing? Teaching my ass off. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, I got a lot of students, man, on Zoom. I'm always teaching somebody. So it, I have to say it's kind of fun. You know, I, I like my students. They're fun. They're fun guys. Oh, that's cool. So they're cool. And I've got some good players and, and, and some that are just, you know, trying to start learning how to play over changes. I got a couple of blues guys that are pretty good. So it's fun. I'm having a good time. Are they from all like, over the world? Yeah, they're all over. They're, they're some from Europe, some from – I got about five Australians – Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, and and uh, you know some states guys, but they're cool and it's and it's fun. I'm having a good time doing it. Do they and get they just, get a Scott practicing and teaching? That's it. That's my practicing life. And, and teaching, and watching the occasional movie and and uh, walking the dogs. <laughs> That's it. I'm just walking the dogs. It's, That's it, it's man. pretty amazing. Could you imagine going through this shit if we didn't have internet? That'd okay. be hard because. Yeah. I, the teaching thing is what's really making me survive. I yeah, mean, I'm, right. I'm, I'm that is what's paying the bills right now. So if it wasn't for Zoom, I'd be in big. I'd be up shit creek. I've um, you haven't none, none of you guys ever asked me what I'm doing. <laughs> well, I was just going to ask you before you rudely interrupted me. <laughs> so Troy, what have you been doing? Um, I've been, I've been actually, I'm lucky because my business is still kind of going with, with uh, my business alloy tracks is still going and we're up for a golden trailer award, which yes. is, which is kind of like the Oscars and the Grammys of the, the, for the trailer world. Is that for the new Batman? Yeah. The, our new Batman trailer. I watched that. It's really good. How badass it's, that's, yeah, we was, that's a, probably a, a biggest trailer. I watched done. it. It's great. So we're working on suicide squad now at the moment. Cool. So you know, good. one of my favorite web places to go is QuickTime Movie Trailers. Oh, it's good, right? I love to go to QuickTime Movie Trailers every couple of weeks and just check out what's coming out. The trailer for Dune looks really. We awesome. worked on that. We did some of Dune stuff. Man, yeah. that looks that looks like it's going to be great. You know, we worked on we worked on the new Godzilla versus Kong and all these other Wonder Woman two and uh, and they all got pushed back. Like it seems like they're all getting pushed back and back and back. So I don't know what's going to happen, but they did the release of Tenant. You know Tenant. Yes. And they did that a real and it's apparently not doing. They're not going to make their money back because. They want people to go to theaters. That's where they make right. their money. They can't make their money with the home releases on big blockbusters. So um, it's tough. So yeah. if they sit on a movie, right, that you did the trailer for, does that impact your uh, what you make? Well, we only make we only make money if they choose our stuff. Like we did a ton of stuff for Godzilla, and right. we were working on a lot of that stuff for Godzilla versus Kong. And it was all a go, and now they shelved it because they've pushed it back 
a long way. So all our work that we did, they may use it or by the time they get around to advertising for it, they've probably gone, you know what, we're going in a different direction now because they changed uh, their uh, mind like they changed their okay. underwear. Yes. That means you did that work for for, for free? Yeah, yeah. So, we, so we do everything for free until we get paid. I mean, it's uh-huh. it's a tough business because we're up right. against so many other companies. You know, you don't get paid for spec. Like back in the day, you would have got paid spec. You know, like oh, we'll give you thirty grand to go do all this stuff. That okay. that's dream fantasy land now. Uh-huh. Now you, yeah, it's like yeah, if they take your stuff, they pay you. For yeah, it. you got to be you you got to be in it to win it. That's pretty much the the name of the business now. So, Troy, did you work on the Wonder Woman movie too? Yeah, we did a lot for Wonder Woman. Did you get to meet her? No. Nah. <laughs> What's her name? G- G- How do you pronounce Gia? her name? Is Gil it, Godot? Yeah, is it G- Gia? I don't know if it's Gil or Jill. Uh, you you probably know better. Than I. No, we don't get to. Did we don't? We just, she's sitting right here with me. I could ask her. <laughs> I like her. Do you think Troy's going to do a good job on your movie? Yes, I think he's going to do a really good job. He's so handsome. Wow, she sounds sexier than I remember. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so we'll wait and see when all these movies come out. But if these theaters don't open up soon, I mean, fuck. It's going to be bad. I mean, it already is bad. Businesses are going down quick. and And the numbers in America are just, they're going up and up and up and up. You see the layoffs Disney's doing? They're going to do it tomorrow, I think. It was like 25,000? Yeah, something like that. We work, we wow. do a lot of stuff it's for Disney. It's mostly theme park people, though. It's not oh, okay. movie people. Yeah, wow. I know uh, companies that we work with, like Lionsgate and Paramount. I think Lionsgate laid off a lot of people. Warner Brothers laid off a ton of people, too. So it's, it's tough, man. All the people that I work f- or work with... Music supervisors and these trailer editors, they're all working from home. None of them are in the office anymore. It's all home stuff. Yeah, Joe Lazuka said he's not he's kind of moving out of his studio there at Warner Brothers and just kind of working out of his studio up in Michigan, you know. Commercial real know, estate. Yeah. I know a bunch of people at Sony that are not working at Sony anymore. They're working from home. Yeah. And in fact, I mean it's really hard to make a phone call to anybody. I call digital uh, Motu you know, for some Motu support for yep. Digital Performer because I had some questions. They're all working from home. Their whole So from <clears throat> now when you call Motu, you don't get their support team. Someone calls you back. Yeah, that's their a, home. a lot of businesses. And, yep. But luckily they call you within a half an hour of your call. So you get an answer. You They're still on the ball, which is what I have always loved about Motu. Those guys, they've got such a great support network. Yeah that use their stuff and they call you back now from their house so that's how probably a lot of companies are doing it all the the businesses that i'm talking to i'm finding out that a lot of them are realizing that they actually can work from home and do just as good as job as they did in the office so commercial real estate is going to take a huge dump because no one's going to go back hey you know know, balls were already there and you know who's going to really take a huge dump yeah. is the airlines. Oh, they yeah, they just laid because, off more. Hey, you know what? Thanks to Zoom, and it is Zoom that's doing this. I mean, maybe Teams plays a little role or Google, but Zoom is definitely the leader. 
I mean, the guy that flies from New York to Tokyo for a business meeting, fuck that. <laughs> he can do that from his office. Yeah. I mean, unless the meeting is about the sushi party and the sake party after the, the, the meeting, then, of course, you go. But if it's just about business, you can have a conference call from New York to Tokyo, and you don't have to fly anywhere. So the airlines are going to take a huge fucking hit from this whole yeah. thing. Well, they are. They are get. They laid off a bunch more today. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know how they're going to. And real, I don't know how they're going to stay in business. Real estate is going up because people are people are buying. People are moving out of the cities. Right. Real real estate's going down in the cities, probably, and up in other areas. It's equalizing. Yeah. And you know, but I mean, <coughs> and uh, yes, Zoom is is changed the world. You know what I mean? And. They seem to have almost a monopoly. I mean, Skype has gotten so much lamer in comparison. To oh, it's Zoom. horrible. And it's horrible. Uh, I'm glad I, I mean, I have to disclaimer, I bought stock a while ago, so I'm happy about that. I bought that. stock because of you, Bruce. Yeah. yeah. Zoom is amazing, man. I, I've got over 45 students now. Wow. On Zoom. Yeah. And, and, and I got to tell you something, man. It's as stable as a rock. I teach guys in Brazil, Argentina. <clears throat> all over Europe, states, and it has never let me down one time. Not one time has a call failed. Damn. Uh, I mean, okay, Amazing. but yeah, you're right there in the L.A. and stuff. You know, I've, I've had issues, I, and not just me, other people, but, you know, it's, it's very stable, way compared to Facebook Messenger or Skype completely. Yeah. I've been I've just been lucky, I guess, but I, yeah. I, it's been really good for me. I, I'm, I'm teaching these guys – they, because I have Zoom connected to my audio interface, they're hearing my guitar exactly the way I'm hearing it in my house. Oh, that's awesome. That's what they're hearing. It's not like Skype where they're hearing my fucking guitar through a computer microphone. Right. right. You know, they're hearing it through my audio interface and they get the same tones that I hear at home. Yeah. So I can play with my backing tracks to give musical examples because it's all going through my audio interface. So they hear the MIDI keyboards or the MIDI bass or MIDI drums and hear my guitar, not through my amps. I'm usually just using my Pandora, but it's still a pretty decent sound. Right. And and they're you know they they they're recording it. So it's like you man, I mean, it it's a perfect learning experience. Except for the teacher sucks. That's the only problem. <laughs> well, and you can't play together if you wanted to. No, you can't play with the student, but most of them just want me to play examples slowly. We talk about chord progressions. We talk about playing over changes. Hey, can you play giant steps? Maybe a little bit slower than it really is so I can can, right. can tr transcribe some stuff. For that, it's really great, man, because the guy's got it all on his hard disk. He can go back to it as often as he wants to and, 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 and play and review stuff. I mean, it, it's really worth the money. It's just too bad the teacher's untalented. That's the <laughs> only problem. Uh, you know, they'll, they'll catch on to you eventually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's great. I mean, I, you know, thank God for that. If we didn't, like, like Troy said, when the internet goes down, Oh, uh, it's going to be a messy, messy day. Hey, when you look up. South Park episode where the internet goes down. Did you see it? No, what happened? Oh, it's awesome, man. You know, the, <laughs> the whole town of South Park loses internet, and they find out it's happening all over the world. I can't tell you the punchline, but it's a great episode of South Park. Well, believe me, it's going to get nasty. And, you know, I mean, like with me and my TV show, 
I, you know, that, that the platform for streaming on Facebook is so unstable. And then now with live music, they don't like it. So, I mean, I was like, basically the funniest parts of the show, or, or if you watch the YouTube versions or when I'm just screaming and yelling at the computer, trying to get back on the, you know, on the live stream, you know, Mark, you fucking asshole. You goddamn, you are paying all this money for fucking internet. It's like, it's really hilarious shit when I watch it back because I'm usually a pretty patient guy about shit, but the internet goes, you know, the computer starts to go left and I become this fucking raging. You know, you know what, you, Bruce, you're a perfect example of like up until COVID, you didn't have to deal with technology that much. Like you, you, you are a, a cowboy turn up, play anywhere, anyhow, any guitar, any situation. That's who you are. And now you've had to deal with technology. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you, you did your own TV show. You're dealing with computers. You, you got a universal audio interface. Do you ever well, you know, turn that on? Nelson. Ha <laughs> <laughs> What did you say about turning it on? Have you ever turned that universal audio? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know how to turn it on. You doing that? I even know how to plug it in, yeah, and, I, and I've got like a couple of presets that I can get good sound on, yeah. You've you've had a glimpse into the world that a lot of people deal with and regret it every day. Hey man, I mean, I post on Instagram every day. That's impressive, man. religiously, and I'm posting on on YouTube a lot. You know, hey, I'm you've, I'm trying to do it. Yeah, you know, man, you've 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 shape shift and done you know, well. I'm How trying, many days I mean, have you done Instagram? But Amigolo, that is the wave of the future. <laughs> how many Amigolo. Days, hey, how many days you done Instagram? I've probably done over uh, 120 or 30. Wow. That's, a, that's awesome. That's Every awesome. morning I get up and play one course of whatever tune I, comes to mind. That's pretty good. It's pretty yeah. good. You're keeping, you're keeping your chops all together. Yeah, and it's it's really cool. It's like a morning meditation. You know what I mean? Play, and it, it means it. You know, no taking it back. It's yep. the first course of the day. You know, what's got done? None of this pussy shit and go back and overdub. You know? <laughs> hey, that's my whole career. <laughs> Some people like that pussy shit. I don't know. <laughs> I love fixing my mistakes. <laughs> really, seriously, you guys couldn't be more opposite on so many things. Oh, it's, we're it's, not that opposite. I know, but uh, you well, are. I, man, I have to tell you, you know, sometimes people get kind of the wrong impressions from me when I talk about the overdubbing shit because a lot of times I'm just copying what I played in the first place <laughs> just to get a better tone. <laughs> you know what I did found though, Troy, that's really cool. You know, Pete Thorne. Oh yeah. I know Pete. Well, we had him on the show. Pete of duh. So sorry about that. I completely spaced. Pete Thorne sent me an IR a couple weeks ago and it's from this company called York audio. I never heard of them before. I did. You talked about this already. Yeah, he sent me this. It's just their flagship green yeah. back speaker. You said it was awesome, right? Oh my god, man! I mean, I honestly was listening to it. One of the cool things about the Sir, uh, that that what do you call it? The load box. It's got a through, right? So that if you plug the through into your actual speaker cabinet, then the load's not working, and you're using the speaker as a load. 
Right. It doesn't sound any different. It sounds the same. It's just the amps just, you know, delivering its eight ohms. It doesn't know whether it's delivering it to a box or to a speaker cabinet. Right, right. But the cool thing is that that allows you to put the IR and the speaker cabinet on two different channels and AB between them. So you can, you know, listen to your speaker cabinet and then listen to the IR. And how does it come? Good. I can hardly tell the difference. Wow. And I don't think anybody would know the difference in the tracks. Yeah. So this is like a real breakthrough for me personally that I might be able to go in and actually record a live album and not really have to change too much. Not have to go home and replace a bunch of shit because I hate the way it sounds. Yeah, that's huge. It is huge. For me personally, it's huge because I always end up coming home from a session and going, well, you know, of course, I don't love everything I played, but I don't hate it. Mm. But I hate the tone. I I didn't like that. I hated this whatever, you know, this thing I was using. But this speaker, God damn it, it sounds good. I actually watched Peter do a, a, a new thing on Comet. They, they Comet, you know, Comet amps. Comet amps, those are good amps. Yeah, they released yeah. a new cab, a stereo cab for uh, wet, dry, wet setups. Oh, cool, man. And really cool. Pete did a great uh, demo on it and it sounded really well, good. That makes sense. All these guys using two amps, one's wet, one's dry. Why not have an amp that does... Oh, it's a great well, it's a, idea. It's a speaker cabinet, so it's a two by twelve <laughs> cabinet, and you could just sit it under your normal setup. So it'd be instead of your your um your Fender Scott, you right. would just have this. Amazing well, that's a great idea. And that that amp company they've been known for years. Comet, Car, uh, some other Blankenship. So some of those really good boutique amps are they're really worth the money. I mean, they're kind of pricey, but they're worth it because yeah. they're really good. Hey, have you talked to Mike Landau? Because I, I saw he released a new album and stuff. You talked to Mike lately? or I, I didn't even know he released a new album. When did this come out? I saw it on Spotify come up. He, he did a tree as it trio or something he did released or Is it brand know. new? Is it live or something? Or um I I I'm be guessing. I only saw it. I didn't get to check it out. I just okay, well, I'll check it out. You know, I'm yeah. a fan, so I'll I'd love to hear it. I love anything Mike does. He's he's really good. Yeah. So, so um, I haven't talked to him though. Um, I emailed him about something for some advice. Uh, what was it? I can't remember. But you know, when I have when I have tone issues and and I can't figure something out, I email Mike. You go to the you go to the doctor. <laughs> and and Mike always emails me back with really solid advice. Man, he's so nice. He's too nice to me. Hey, would he? Would he? Maybe you could get him on a Zoom. He doesn't have to leave his living room. I would love to have him on the show, man. I can ask him. Ask? I dare you to ask him. I've asked him at least twice, and he just now he doesn't have to do anything. He just he could just and he's promoting his. We could get him promoting his album. That'd be good. Yeah. Hey, you know what? I just want to mention one uh, one other thing for guys who are wondering. I have an answer that I never had before to the question: Does replacing tubes in your amp make a difference? <laughs> I've never been one of those tube guys, like like Mike, who is a real tube expert, right? And and he really can tell you like the different sound between brands and stuff like that. I never really could do that, but I discovered that. I discovered this place on the web called Eurotube where you can get 
JJ tubes. Those are my favorite tubes. I have heard different brands and I like those the best, mm-hmm. but JJ's have, have become, John Sir says they become a little bit unreliable that they, you know, so I, I, I had him put some in my amp and sure enough, they blew up. Oh, so or t- one of them did because <clears throat> the fuse kept blowing and stuff. So I, I bought some tubes from Eurotube. They're a little pricey. It's like 20 bucks a tube and I had to buy four of them, right. but they're a match set. And I had to bias the amp and stuff, but they sound great, um, and they're really they're guaranteed, and they're supposed to be really gr- tested very well so that they're dependable. And the other thing is, is that I hadn't repre- replaced my preamp tubes in quite a while. I think it's been like at least six or seven years. Yeah, I replaced the preamp tubes in my amp, and wow, it really does make a difference. It sounds better. It's just. There's more meat. It's kind of a thicker, juicier sound. And I was sort of under the impression from some people who were saying, you shouldn't really replace your preamp tubes. If they're not making weird noises, don't replace them because the new preamp tubes aren't as good. Well, I did replace them, and it sounds better. <laughs> there you so go. I don't know. I don't know. How, hopefully, they'll last as long as the other ones. Do, I know. But. I know. Bruce will take that to heart and change his his preamp. Yeah, tubes. Well, I, you know, I pulled one out my ass the other day, and I haven't sounded the same since. Did it light up? <laughs> oh man! I'll tell you, man. The heat was getting to me, man. <laughs> hey, what was that picture you posted of Hendrickson with the hat on the amp? Your head was an amp. Yeah, I became an amp. I yeah. was. I was challenging an amp. Well. Um, you know those great Hendrickson amps that that are the, you know the bomb, the buds. I, yeah. You know, there's a six inch and a ten inch, and I've uh, got two channels. They're super lightweight, great sounding. You can, you know, you can use, you could run two guitars, you could run a vocal for like a small gig, or if you got a, you know, a duo gig or something. And uh, and they're great backups if you have a tube amp in your car. And it craps out. At least you got a second amp, you know, that really sounds good. Anyways, uh, Peter Hendrickson, the guy who makes them, and he's a really great supporter of jazz and stuff. Like he puts on that that fest, that guitar festival in Colorado. Really helps everybody out. I mean, he's a real great member of the community. And uh, he called me and told me that they're 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 not going through distributors anymore. They, they just decided to sell direct to the public. Oh, wow. And so uh, he said if anybody calls him and gives him my name, that they'll get a discount. I don't know what it is. It may, it may only be 5%, 10%. I don't know. I think I it's going to be more. Huh? It's going to be more. <laughs> it's be more? I don't it's know what it is. 50%. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I him. Meanwhile, they, they're not cheap, but they're not, like, dumbbell expensive. And they're, like I say, you know, sometimes you just don't want to carry a lot of stuff. I mean, I, I, it'll never work for Scott. But um, for, you know, playing straight ahead and wanting a great sound, they're, I love them. I love Are them. These, you great. mentioned them before, Bruce? Yeah, and actually, believe it or not, Alexander Dumble played – I, I mean, I'm, I'm surprised he's still talking to me because there are stories of, like, somebody bringing in a tube, like, from another amp into his house and it, like, infected his whole house kind of shit. You know, there's, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's stories like that. So I, when he was making my amp, I told him, I said, you know, a lot of times, you know, I got, like, just a 
stupid load in, and I just want to play this, you know, one amp, and it's just really small, because he was making a really teeny, like, he was taking a Fender Champ and making a really cool amp out of it, you know. And I said, well, I got this little one that I kind of like, and he says, well, let me see it. And I was like, oh, shit, I'm going to bring it in. Now he's going to hate me, and now I'll never get my amp, you know, now. <laughs> Everything in the whole house is going to get sick because I brought in this other amp. Anyways, um, I brought it in, and he loved it. He thought it was a great amp. I mean, you know, of course, it was solid state, so he had to kind of get over that. But, like, he was turning all the knobs and goes, man, this is, like, really good. All the knobs do something, you know, like, you can really get a lot of sound out of this. And, you know, he was he gave it, like, a thumbs up. Wow. You know, he was so impressed. Well, this is one of those, like, class D amps, right? It's, yeah, it's like, a, yeah. I, I, don't know, I, don't know the difference. I don't know the difference in class A and class B and class C. Well, I think class D is where you can have it be really, really small, but it could be, like, 400 watts. No, it's 100. I think it's 100, 120 but watts. It's still, if it's really small and it's 100 watts, it's, it's class D. Okay, right. and it's, it doesn't have to so use. It's an eight ohm speaker. It's a real eight ohm speaker. It's not yeah, like you know, so. It's a class D. You know, like Polytone, they used to fudge their numbers by putting lower ohmage speakers. You know right. what I mean? Right. Like they take a forty five watt amp, but they'd run it through a three ohm speaker, and that way they could call it one hundred twenty watts. Mm -hmm. You know. Now, what was the other amp that you guys loaned me that one time that I tried? Was it that Quilter? Quilter. Oh, the Quilter. That's, the other That's a great. I've got. I've got him playing that one too. I. And I'm also playing my old Fender, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm playing everything. And again, you know, when you've got a, when you're doing what I'm doing, you know, which is playing by myself mostly, or at least in soft situations, like duo with a singer, duo with a horn player, or a trio, jazz trio with upright bass, um, you know, amps aren't as important when you're playing at that volume level. Sure, I mean, sure. You know, they're not as crucial right. as they are, like, for when Scott, at Scott's volume level, you know. So, so the quilter has a tube in it, right? No, it doesn't. Oh. Oh, I'm thinking about the blue. That's another amp. The, the one that Jennifer uses. Oh, yeah, that one. Yeah, that, yeah. That's a, yeah, the floor pedal thing. That yeah. has, a, that has like, a tube in yeah, it or something that like tube that. Yeah, that tube in it, yeah. yeah. So what's the difference, would you say, between the quilter and the, the what is it, Hendrickson, did you say? Hendrickson, yeah. Hendrickson. Uh, the difference to me, to my, and again, like, that quilter amp, they could have been blowing smoke up my ass, but they were listening to Guitar Wank, and they heard me complaining about how, like, solid-state amps kind of all generally sound like uh, polytone or that ilk of amp, and that I really like Fender amps, you know what I mean, but was tired of the fragility of the tubes and the weight and all that stuff. And so um, they built this amp called the 101, which they claim was like a challenge from us on the show. And uh, they gave it to me. I got the prototype of it. And uh, it is the closest to a Fender sounding tube amp that I've ever heard from a solid state amp. Mm -hmm. ever and when i run it through a really great speaker i've got this uh vintage sound amp which is a great sounding tube amp but when i run through the speaker in that amp the it's a weber california something weber great 12 inch speaker it sounds great it really sounds great i mean for me i mean 
you know, a lot of what I want from the amp is to kind of make have it so that, especially when I'm playing solo, it blends well with the acoustic guitar. So I get kind of that blend, and it has a lot of clarity and a lot of warmth without being muddy or honky. You know that uh, uh, sound. Mm -hmm. So I mean, the the Henriksen is more of more of that kind of towards the polytone, but it's it's not like a polytone. It's far clearer and more high fidelity and and rich and uh, not as compressed. It's more open sound. Mm -hmm. And the quilter, I mean, the Henriksen has a tweeter in it that you can turn on and off. So even though it's kind of a mid-rangey amp, you can get some highs if you want them mm -hmm. by activating the tweeter. It's, it, Peter has made a great amp. I mean, the thing is durable as hell. It's lightweight. It's loud. Sounds great, you know what I mean? It's like it's a really great gigging amp for somebody who's not, you know, for somebody who's doing what I'm doing. Right. Well, you know, it's funny because uh, uh, um, both BB King and Albert King played uh, uh, transistor amps. Right, and Wes played that Standell for a long time. I love Albert King's tone. I don't know what amp he was using, but it's such a great tone, and when. When you tell me that it's a flying V guitar through a transistor amp, that is the funniest <laughs> thing. Right. Because did, his tone is so great. I love his tone. Was he, was he, did he always, was that was his choice? Yeah. I mean, that was his thing. He played a flying V guitar and played a, a, a transistor amp. What was it, Stendhal or something like that? I don't know. Um, I don't think I ever knew, but I know that B.B. King used lab amps. Remember those? Right. Those were tube, though, weren't they? No, those are transistor. Ah. What? They, they, they used to have those at MI when, well, when it used to be GIT, when I was a student there back in the 80s. Right. That was the, the lab company gave them all the amps for their stage and practice rooms. Don't right. Lab, wasn't called like Lab Series, something like that? Lab Series, I guess. Yeah. yeah. L-A-B, like a Labrador Retriever. Yeah, those were, those were transistor amps. I didn't know that they were heavy, though. They, but you know what? I used one. I found this lab amp that I used to use all the time at MI when I was a student. I used to get really nice tone out of it, and I really sure. liked it. It was a fun amp to play through, and uh, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I used to play through a PV Special Thirty back yeah. in the days when I was playing with uh, my solos on Jeff Berlin's champion album and jean-luc ponty's fables album that's a pv special 130 i mean that's like a digital amp for the <laughs> there's no more digital amp than i have this fender amp they um they called it the princeton i think or deluxe but it wasn't really like the ones we know you know what i was mean that off was richard like it was a solid state version of. Was that the one, Richard? Yeah, they, they had those at MI. And and man, I played that amp so much. That was I still huh. got it. It's a great sounding amp. Yeah. Remember the one Fender gave us to check out? That one I didn't like. That that sounded like shit. That sounded like a, a going through a PA. Yeah, that sounded horrible. It was one of their it was one of their early digital modeling. Yeah. Amps. Yeah. That, did you guys get that Richie Blackmore clip I sent you? Yeah. His tone is really good on that, isn't it? Yeah, that was pretty awesome. We, I can't remember if I posted that or not. 
man, that is some bitchin' tone. He sounds so good on that clip. It's not his best playing, but man, the tone is killing. And and I just wanted to tell you that I copied that tone. That's kind of a hobby of mine that I like to do every once in a while. Did you? Get I just it? want to see if I can clone it. Did you? Yeah. I got it pretty damn close. I don't think you could hear the difference. Wow. I had to really, really set my amp completely different than I normally would. I had to put the microphone in a completely different Was place. Was it the Marshall? Yeah, I used my Marshall in my 412 cabinet with greenbacks, which I'm sure that's what he was using. Yeah. The only difference is that he's playing through this Akai reel-to-reel tape recorder. Oh, okay. Before he goes into the amp. Yeah. So he's using the preamp of the tape recorder, and I'm thinking, I'm using an RC booster, and I'm thinking it sounds so much alike that probably all that tape recorder is doing is just boosting the amp, you know, right. just giving giving it a little bit more oomph, mm-hmm. you know, kicking the preamp of the amp harder. Yeah. So doing the same thing that basically a boost pedal does. Wow, so you so, got yeah, it. Yeah, I was able to get that sound. I mean, I was able to pretty much clone it. I mean, not exactly because he's playing a maple neck and I'm playing a rosewood neck, and those sound different. Right, but, but, but you—I you mean, there. as close as as close as I can and, get. And th- once you got it, what did you do then? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I said to myself, "You got it. I got." It. <laughs> how, how long that did it take fun. you to get that? About an hour. Oh, okay. About an hour of turning knobs. Okay, that's pretty good. Well, well, you know, the thing is, is I went from one of the things he said in his interviews. He said the first thing he does is he turns the treble completely off, and he turns the bass completely off. Right. That's the first thing he does. And that makes sense, because Stratocasters from that era didn't even have a tone control on the bridge pickup, so ouch. Right. I mean, oh my God, a, stra- a, a, tr- a bridge pickup on a Stratocaster without a tone knob even connected to it, that's about the brightest fucking thing you ever want to hear. That will cut your face open. <laughs> so, so it stands to reason that he would turn, first thing he would do is turn the treble off on the amp. Is, is there, a, is there yeah. a tone that either of you guys that comes to mind where you're like, I would, I would give up my tone for that tone? No, no, not me, because my tone is me, and it has to be, for the style of music I play, the only tone that works is the tone I'm getting. Mm. But if I want to sound like Richie Blackmore, I know how to do it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, no, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. What about when you guys were younger? Was there a tone that was always elusive? Yeah, I mean, to me, like that tone of Kenny Burrell's tone, you know, in the early days, you know, it's just so beautiful and clear and fat and, you know, and, and, and George Benson on the body talk record, the CTI record that is, but mostly he's playing with his thumb there. Yeah. You know, um, I was going to mention George Benson is one of my favorite hollow body tones. Yeah. Oh yeah. So sweet and, and and warm and, and it's not muddy. If you listen through it, there's a lot that's not. There's a lot that's really harsh, you know what I mean? And kind of, you know, I mean, there's a lot of different sounds, you know, particularly through his recording career. You know, once he got to Warner Brothers, it got all sussed out. But there's a lot of the old records that are kind of, you know, crunchy. I love Pat Metheny's tone on Bright Size Life. 
that's a really pretty tone, I think, for you know yeah. that kind of guitar. It's 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 not the traditional thing, but I love it. It's yeah. it really fits that record. See, yeah. this is this is where uh, we differ. See, I would I would say, and you guys probably won't even know it, or you'll just go. <laughs> I would say "Brothers in Arms" by Dire Straits. I love his tone on Boy, that. He's got a great tone, man. On that he's song, "Brothers in Arms," that's like. I don't know that particular tone, but I mean, I don't know that particular song, but he got really great tone. He was using, he had Soldano there for a while, but I don't know what he used. But anyway, yeah. Sounds like, it sounds like tubes for sure. Yeah. Oh yeah. He's a tube guy. For me, when I was growing up, man, it was Richie Blackmore and, and, and the deep purple stuff. And then of course, Jeff Beck and Jimi Hendrix. Would you, would you get all, um, Fanboy, if you met Richie, yeah, <laughs> I would cool. get all fanboy because I mean, I grew up. He's my, he was my guitar hero all, the whole time I was growing up. Bruce, who would you get fanboy over? Well, I mean, mostly George Benson. Yeah, pretty hard not to, I guess. Yeah. Why hasn't that yeah, motherfucker been on the show? I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I've called him a couple times. Scott, you know? he he sent you that video of saying, "Hey, I like your album. Why don't you just yeah, text he him?" Liked, he liked the Vibe Station record, um, and he sent me a video about it. Yeah, why don't you text yeah. him? And say, "Hey, dude, come on my show." Well, I should. I mean, I, the thing is, I thanked him for that, and I haven't <laughs> spoken with him since. I mean, so I just now wrote he thinks a, you're you know, an asshole. I, said, I really appreciate you taking the time to listen to my record, and I've been a big fan of yours for a long time, and that's really high praise coming from someone like you I, you're one of my favorite players always have been and you know it's like wow what do you say i mean now bruce would be more qualified to ask him to come on the show than me because i only had that one interchange with him right but uh hit on, i'll hit on him again but you know yeah he always respond to my emails or my my texts well my that's like goals. you know there's guys like that for me too. I can write them. They don't always write me back. Um, but I definitely have talked to Mike Stern and he would love to come on the show. I'd love to get and Mike on. Mike's a funny guy. That'd be great. Mike's hilarious. And, and, and we got Oz and I've got Adam Rogers that wants to come on. So those are some, some good guys. And we had Jonathan and, and, uh, oh, you know who we got to get Ian, Ian, is it Thornley? Ian Thornley is a badass. Hey, we should get him on the show. He's a we really should because he's so he is a motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. What a slide player! Ah. That got great. And then fucking sings like that too. Fuck yeah, him. he's a talent, man. He's a super talent for Fuck sure. Fuck those guys that can do everything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> kids. <laughs> but yeah, but you know what? The thing, the thing that I love about that fun process of just trying to cop a tone that you know you're probably never going to use, but you just know how to do it, is just, it's kind of like ear training. It's just... It, it's massive it, ear training. It trains right. you to learn, listen for certain frequencies that, that you know, that it only usually engineers know how to do that. Right. Alan, Alan, when I work with Alan so many times, man, good old Hertz... And of all the names to have, Alan Hurt. <laughs> it's a great name an for an engineer, isn't it? What a, what a name for an engineer. And he describes these frequencies in vowel, like, oh, oh, ah, 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 eh, 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 
<laughs> You're having sex now. You know? And I'm going like, okay, sing me two fifty. And he goes, oh, oh. Sing me one K. Well, that's more like a uh. And then, you know, sing me five K. That's a E. <laughs> okay. You know what? We gotta give him just you gotta call him and say, Alan, we really want oh. you to have on the show, but all yeah. we want you to do is that. We yeah. don't want to talk to you about yeah, anything else. Alan, Alan is funny as shit. We need to get him on the show, man. He, <laughs> he is funny as fuck, man. Get we Alan should... on the show. I told you what he did to me in Brazil. What? That was the funniest shit ever, man. I pl- I I plugged in my guitar. It was it was sometime in the beginning of the show where I was gonna play a little solo piece in front of the song piece. Right. You know that you know the song Horace Silver song piece. Yeah. That was part of our set back then. So, but I had this this intro that I played to it that was like part composed, part improvised, and I'd play it. And during the solo, I would use that freeze pedal. Because there was a part where I would just play a fifth, a, a, a root and a fifth, and then I would improvise just over that sustained thing and take it really out and play all this out shit. So anyway, I was getting ready to do that song, and somehow I plugged it in wrong. And you know when you plug in something halfway, it just goes, <laughs> And the guy, the guy that had the, had the PA up all the way, my guitar mic all the way up, and it would just made the most awful noise, and I saw people actually jolt in their chairs. <laughs> it, it was horrible. And then I tried to unplug it, and when I unplugged it, it made this horrible squeal. It was even worse. And I saw people putting their hands up to their ears. And the fucking PA guy, he doesn't have enough sense to just mute the guitar mic while this is all going on. He just leaves it live. And I'm making the most horrible sounds. And then I see Alan Hurts, and he's standing there with the fire extinguisher. <laughs> He'd like gotten up off the drums and got the fire extinguisher off the wall and came and by my amp. Oh, man, we're going to get Alan on the show. Alan, yeah, he's a funny motherfucker, but man. But doesn't he listen to every episode? No, I don't think he ever listened to one. Alan? If you're listening, come on the show. And Steve Vai, I don't. Steve Vai would be funny because he's he's on the internet all the time now. You can't get him off it. But, yeah, I mean, I'm sure Steve would do it. I know him pretty well, well so I'm sure he would. Fucking get Steve Vai, but I don't know what to yeah. ask him because I don't want to ask him anything that he's ever been asked before. So we should talk about gardening yeah, or something like don't that. Know anything about his music because I don't have any of his albums, and it's not really the kind of music that I listen to very much. So I don't know much about his records and that's embarrassing i would need to really listen to some of his records before i have before we talk to him because i don't know what he's doing like i know it's rock but i don't know i i think to be fair to steve we should have him on and just talk about gardening is is his music instrumental troy or is it yeah no mainly instrumental so it's instrumental yeah trio guitar or does he use keyboards i he, he he's done everything Geez, I'm an idiot, man. I should. I. I. That's one guy that I really don't. And he, I don't have any of his and records. He, cre- he gave you credit. He gave oh, I you. I feel terrible now. He gave you credit. He what said. Did he, do? In, he said in an interview. Um. It, he said, "Oh, someone asked him about inspiring other players, and he said, oh, Scott Henderson.'" 
And then oh, he said he's an God. asshole, but he did say your name. <laughs> oh, God damn it. Well, you know how it is, man. There's so many guys out there. You can't listen to everybody. Right. So he's just one of the guys that I've just never went to the iTunes store and bought one of his CDs, but I will. If we're going to have him on the show, especially. We, we should have him I on the show. And him and him and Joe Saturani, would be, that'd be. Now, Joe, I know his music. I've got a couple of his records, so I know. Do you his know Joe? Music. Yeah, I know him not well. I played one gig with him. It was a benefit for Cliff Coltrary, who was we were talking about her when Jennifer was on the show right. because Cliff was the 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 AR guy, That's the, right. the head of Relativity Records. Yeah, yeah. When during the time when Tribal Tech and both Jennifer, we were both on that label. So, so we know him really well, and and through him, I met Joe because you know, bless Joe and Joe's heart because. Joe's the guy that put on the benefit for him and raised like $50,000 for him because he had he has an incurable blood disease. Uh, he had to move away from New York and move to North Carolina where the rent is cheaper. And uh, I hope he's still okay. I, I haven't heard from him a while. But he was actually the, rent, the rep for those blue amps in the uh, state. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I remember that. Because I think the guy that invented him is a is a European guy, right? Yes. Um Thomas. Yeah, from Thomas what, Blue. Sweden or someplace? He's German. German, right. Yeah. Okay, he, so yeah, he, Cliff yeah. was his dealer in the United States, right. the rep, representative of Blue Amps in the United States. So um that's my con that's my connection with Joe. Well, it seems to me that uh, the last four years we've been going of guitar wank you seem to have a lot of connections that we, we, we need to follow through on. They don't call me the big star I am for nothing, <laughs> goddammit. <laughs> this Who is another Guitar know? Wank episode. We've done an episode like this before where we've probably mentioned all these same guests and we've and never, they never got them came on. We're <laughs> 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 so late. Bruce has got to go, ladies and gentlemen. Scott's got to well, go. I'm going to get out of here. Bedtime. You guys go ahead and go. I can quit. You, no, you know, you've I'm, obviously got it under control. I can't, I can't deal with you guys anymore. <laughs> Thanks for hanging, you guys. Yeah, I've got to let him out, man. <laughs> All right, bitches. We'll see you guys next time. See okay, you, you know. Time. You know, don't let the motherfuckers get you. Okay. <laughs> they already got me. I'll talk to you guys after the next presidential debate. See <laughs> <laughs> <Big up>. you. <laughs> Bye, motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, my friends. Do you have an exciting product or project and want to introduce it to a community of guitar rankers? A guitar, a pedal, amp, accessory, or new recording, perhaps? Well, how about putting your money where their ears are? We are now accepting sponsors who want to do just that. Reach out to us so we can help you reach out to them. Inquiring wankers want.